Hello, beautiful souls. I am so excited for you guys to hear today's guest. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Radically Loving. I am your host, Lauren. This guest is going to just give you all of the heart feels, all of the tenderness and Oh, she has just a such a big, big, big heart. And um, yeah, she's such a good friend. I have known her since high school. We have walked probably many paths together, many lives, many incarnations together. She is a very, very, very sweet spiritual soul um, who just dedicates her life to service. And that is what I truly believe we're here to do. And it looks like so many different ways. We can be of service in so many different ways. And when we find our dharma, when we find our path, our life journey that we're meant to walk on, it is really something special when we get to really serve our community and our friends and our family and really just anyone who is meant to walk alongside us on our journey in whatever shape or form. And she really, truly, truly does this full on with her big, big heart. And, you know, what, and we talk about this a little bit in the podcast, like truly what we're here to do in service has so much to do with what we have experienced personally or you know how we could help someone through our own experience or something similar because that's where we gain the empathy that's where we gain the humility and the true 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 meaning of dharma and purpose because you guys oh Our journey is our medicine. And some journeys may have a little bit of a darker energy at times, but that does not mean that they will always be that be the case. And that does not mean that we can't rise and bring the darkness to the light. I'm so excited for you guys to experience my sweet, sweet friend lifelong friend Joey Temines. Hmm. Yeah, we've got some magical words, magical truth coming from Joey in this episode. Feel her heart. Truly, she is just the sweetest, the sweetest soul. I, I, I know I keep saying that, but gosh, like she is amazing. And she's also fiery and magnetic and truly here to make a huge impact. She is a grassroots organizer, activist, Latina, first generation immigrant Pisces. (laughs) And she is truly here to make a huge impact in the community that she has felt called follow along on her journey listen to this amazing story her amazing story hear her voice hear her sweet tears and enjoy this episode thank you guys again for listening Please rate, review, subscribe. Can't do it without you guys. And follow Sweet Sweet Joey along on her journey. At the end of the episode, she shares where you can follow her and support her organizations. I am so excited. Okay. (laughs) How many times can I say excited? All right. Love you guys. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy Joey Tamanez. Love you guys.
All right, you guys, I have a old long-term friend right in front of me. Um, it's been so long since we've talked, but I'm so excited to see her face in front of me. So excited to be here. I have a beautiful soul in front of me, my sweet friend, Joey. But would you like me to share you as Maria? Um, no, Joey's totally fine. Joey is, Joey is in front of me. And yeah, I'm just so excited for you guys to hear. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So to jump right in, I want to know how your heart is today. Ooh, how is my heart today? Um... Oh, that's a big question. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a really full and happy spot right now. I am moving next week and I found an apartment that I really liked and I'm excited to get back to like organizing work. Like everything in like life is just working out exactly like I wanted it to. And so I'm so grateful and happy, but I'm also like, I have to pack and like move and do things and sign papers. And there's emails I have to reply to. <laughs> I'm just like, so it's good. It's good. And it's full and I'm happy, but I'm also so overwhelmed. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing the duality, the beautiful polarities that exist in life. Like you can be in this all time high, high, high <laughs> energy while also feeling like chaos behind Literally. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. So I would love to, before we go into what you are doing in this world, I would love to dive into the little version of you who may or may not be a big big piece of the inspiration of what you're doing right now but also just want to know all about who you were when you were little your inner child share all of that magic with us okay so little joey um little joey was born in Colombia, South America, and she moved to the U.S. when she was five. So she had like a really big life change. Um, and I think you can either like go through those changes and it makes you someone that is like kind of more shy and introverted, or it makes you like excessively outgoing. And that's what it made me. Um, I went to a lot of different schools. I think I went to, like, I don't know, I switched schools like six, seven times. And like, I was always that person that like, I still talk to like people that I went to like with at the first kindergarten that I ever went to when I moved to the US. Like my childhood best friend from Colombia that I've seen like four or five times over the last like, I don't know, 18 years, like still talk to her regularly. Like that's my girl. So it made me really outgoing. And little Joey was just kind of obsessed with like connecting to everyone and keeping and forming relationships. I think that's always been really important for me. Um, and I don't know, she was just loud and rambunctious and she made her religion teachers cry and <laughs> I was always questioning everything. I had no fear or shame in what I was asking, what I was doing. It was just, I was that, like my report cards always said, like great student talks too much. <laughs> um, and she, I don't know, I was just such a fierce child. Um, and I remember um, the first time I was able to go back to Colombia after moving to the US and how big of a culture shock that was for me, that this home that I had that I missed, that I can't believe we ever left, looked so different than the place that like I had been moved to. And I remember just feeling so angry and feeling like this huge rise in me of like 
how is it so unjust and how is it so different and like why do kids beg on the streets and why is there different access to different things where I am and I think that I was nine years old when that happened and it really sparked something very big in me where I was like okay like I need to fix this I need to do something about it like and I was like, I'll just become the president. And then my parents were like, you weren't born in America. You literally are not allowed to be president. And I was like, okay, like, next step. Where do I go from here? While also simultaneously wanting to be like a singer, actress, astronaut, like president. Like that was just like, I, I knew that that was going to be like a job I was going to have. Like loved it so yeah I don't know she was an outspoken very rambunctious really caring little child that talked a lot like a lot I could like form full conversations by the time I was like two like I was like (laughs) I was very um like very witty child but yeah yeah I like I really adore the child version of myself I feel like sometimes I need to like bring her back out because I like forget how much like fire I had in me (laughs) I love that thank you for sharing she is so so special she is so magical yeah that fire is I definitely have known you in the fire for sure and I love that fiery self not super super young inner child but a little older inner child <laughs> and we love yeah. all of her pieces um yeah just so there's a little um side note that we can share joey and i went to high school together so we've got a lot of those interesting energy times <laughs> survived the trenches exactly. <laughs> of catholic <laughs> private school <laughs> oh such a different time such a wild ride it was <laughs> wild truly just like <laughs> oh wow I'm that's just so happy we turned out the way we did <laughs> me too and that's the thing I was gonna say I was like I'm just so happy like I met you from that whole experience and yeah just so many other people that are just yeah we've we've definitely grown out of that for sure oh yeah we have healed a lot of <laughs> a lot of pieces from that also a lot of healing so much therapy (laughs) so maybe this is a time where we can you can maybe tell stories of that time but also maybe there's more um that you want to go even younger but are there times that stick out that were um or maybe that you felt not as connected to your inner child throughout your life oh absolutely i think um especially when I like transferred into private school and middle school, I started going to little baby middle school, Catholic school. (laughs) What words are coming out of my mouth? Um, But I think it just shows how like much like it like makes me panicked. I'm like, middle school. Um, But yeah, I think that was definitely um, a really big turning point in my life my mom had gone to private school and it was really important to her that I went to private school um and it was a time in my life that you know really especially being a child of like young immigrant parents you know my parents have such a full and bountiful life but that took them a long time to build and so it was a time in my life that really opened my eyes to like wealth gaps that I didn't even know I was a part of. Um, It really opened my eyes to like racial, like disparity. Like my dad always tells a story about how in middle school I like came home crying because I was like not in a group with like my friends or it was like our, it was like me and my friends like weren't ever able to be in groups with like our other friends and my dad like went I have no recollection of this but like went to the school and was like processed that like all the brown girls were like in a group together and like all the white girls were in like other groups and got to do like different things and he had to like go sit down and be like wait why are like 
why is why are there no like interracial class groups like it's like sixth grade math like what is happening um and so I think it and like during that time too um I have ADHD and like kind of those like um ADHD tendencies of me being able to be really smart and really memorize everything and like got through school just fine they started like showing and like my behavioral issues started kind of um happening and I think probably from like sixth grade up until I left um St. John's like my sophomore year I like really struggled and I struggled heavily with depression and I anxiety and self-harm and a lot of other things that just came from having you know just kind of this big looming thing that was ADHD that I didn't understand that I was like starting to get therapy for. I was trying to like settle into medications um, and just feeling like I didn't belong. And I had, you know, spaces of friends where like you with you, where I just felt really at home and there were like the few safe spaces that I had in those times, but it really was I had to like unlearn how to like hate, like unlearn hate for myself. Like I had to, you know, unlearn like, like racial things, like really heavy racial things of me not wanting to be even like associated with being like Latinx and stuff. And then transferring out to public school and being like, oh, that wasn't normal. Like I'm allowed to be like, proud of who I am and I'm allowed to listen to my music and like public spaces and it not be like this weird thing that people make fun of or um and especially like you know unlearning that out of high school and then like heading into college I really um I always say that I owe so much of my growth to like my black female friends um especially in public school and high and like early college because it was like the first time that I had like felt like genuine like safety and camaraderie in a way that like had never been accessible to me by larger groups and it's not that I didn't like I think at St. John's especially like you kind of saw like minorities kind of like band together like within the friend groups but it was just so different to be in a like minority majority space rather than being like the handful of like five kids of color that like got put on like the website every year. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, I think I definitely went through some times that like it made me really tough and it made it really hard, but I also think it allows me to do my job and what I do in my life in a way that's like really special because it's taken like a lot of active healing and unlearning and dismantling um in order to get me to like where I am today and to have done like the things that I've done in my life for sure that's amazing. I'm so happy that you have found that sacred time and sacred connection that is so important for everyone to feel like they can exist and they are equal and they are meant to be here it's so amazing how integral that is to like growing up absolutely i so appreciate you sharing that thank you for giving me a space to share (laughs) it's so important because there's so many people that don't either know stories or aren't in an experience where they are experiencing this directly heads on head on Mm -hmm. and it's it's so important for us to know about it and hear about it from other people's perspectives and really be faced with like what is happening and what has been happening and you know to just be holding space for that it's really really important so thank you for sharing so how do we bring a little lightness and how do you share and connect with your inner child today? Um, oh, wow. Um, I think I definitely connect to her within the work that I do. Um, I do, like I've been in politics for like the past decade um, and in the past like two years, so I've gotten really into 
community organizing down south and kind of just bringing advocacy and awareness and kind of like rights to underserved communities and especially brown and black communities. Um, and I think for me, when I do my, it like makes me emotional, but like when I do my job, I know that like that eight-year-old version of myself is like so proud of me, you know, and it just, I think that to me is something really important that I get to do something with my life that I know the younger versions of myself worked really hard for um, and are like really proud of me for doing them. Um, and yeah, I just, I like to dance and I like to be happy and I like to eat ice cream and watch movies. And I feel like I love to like paint my nails, <laughs> like silly things like that, that just like, I think really care for that, like inner girly girl that was like going through stuff and had young parents and was nine years apart from her brother. So I think also felt like a mom really young um, and had a lot of responsibilities really young. And so I think anything like sweet and kind that I can do for myself that really takes care of her and just like lets her know that not only am I like I value and like cherish that version of myself, but that like she was right and what I like ended up doing with my life. Like, like she like everything that she thought was like correct and true and it like came true. <laughs> yeah. So many big feelings. <laughs> I love it. Sending you such a big hug right now. I know I wish we weren't like virtual and I could just squeeze you. No, we're gonna have to do this very shortly. Very soon. I know, literally. Excited. Um yeah, gosh, I love that so much. I love that she is feeling seen now. Like I love that you can give her a voice now. Really, because maybe in that time, like she didn't really have one or she didn't feel safe. Yeah or didn't really even have someone in your position, like showing her what is happening and what is possible exactly. with the world. Mm -hmm. So you're just so amazing. And you're just holding her so tightly along, like on your journey. And it's so magical. That's so I really cool. am like homegirls always right next to me. That's <laughs> empowering her. And she is, yeah, just smiling and just so proud of you. So, oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, to get into and you we're starting to share a little bit about what you're doing today but I would love for you to share with you like what you are doing today and um really like maybe even like who you feel you are at the at least today in this time and space you know and, like not clinging to like really any titles or anything but just who's Joey today and what is she up to what is she up to? Oh my goodness. This girl, she gives me a run for my money, I tell you. Um, okay, so I am about to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, where I am working at um, a startup nonprofit um, run by a coalition of like amazing black and brown women which I just like I'm obsessed like uh, it's called the new North Carolina project um and it's basically centered around the fact that our communities need voices and with bringing in help and teaching people how to vote and giving them access to what is going on in their communities in a way that they understand it means that we can empower these communities to take back their power and to, you know, abolish systems that no longer serve them that are put in by capitalism and the white man and the patriarchy and allowing them to kind of take back their rights um, in a way that brings them education as long as, um, as well as aid. Um, so yeah, I, started on this politics journey a really long time ago um, when I was like 16, 17 years old. I spent my 18th birthday lobbying on Capitol Hill. 
for sustainable agriculture in Africa. I took a year off college to work the 2016 campaign and work on the Clinton campaign. So this has very much been my path. I like only applied to schools that had the major that I wanted. Like I was very set on what I wanted to do. But I think after working in DC for a really long time, you get a little bit overwhelmed and it just becomes this big game of who's who and your wealth and like, oh, you're an intern, but you're in a congressional hearing and like my Gucci loafers are cooler than like your shows from Target. And like, it just becomes this very like, power dynamic kind of wealth generated um kind of lifestyle and job and I felt really stuck and really lost um and kind of like the work that I had been wanting to do was not happening like I it just wasn't and so I um finished school and I moved back to my parents house and I was like I'm gonna work at this law firm and I'm gonna hate my life and I'm gonna do this for two years but then I'm gonna do something for the 2020 election and I'm leaving and I worked for the Democratic Party it was awful my job was over by the time the like pandemics like really geared up um and I was in this new state completely lost like nannying to like pay my rent and just like trying to figure out what to do with my life um and I got put in contact with this amazing organization called Mi Gente who was looking for regional organizers um to run 2020 campaigns and centered around like getting out the vote to like Latino communities and it is the best thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. Um, I I like need a second to like sit with my feelings. Um, it was um, it was an all Latinx org. They're like a grassroots hub for um, the Latinx community as far as like politics and you know working against ICE and um, just their queer and women and black positive and inclusive and just such a phenomenal org um and I had never gotten to be in a space in my life where I was I mean outside of my family where I was just surrounded by like Hispanic people (laughs) like that was not anything I had ever gotten to experience and so it was the first time in my life that I had been able to be called Maria Jose in like a meeting and not just being like yeah Maria's fine um and I just got to like de-learn and uncolonize my mind in a way that like completely changed my life um and the work that we did was so empowering it was so amazing after our campaign in North Carolina I spent a month in Atlanta like doing campus Senate runoff campaigns in Georgia with these like insane like organizations that had been like Latino workers rights for like 30 years like unheard of like no one was doing this 30 years ago and 20 years ago 10 years ago and so to just be in the presence of these powerful figures that were just so in tune with our ancestors and like wanting to build the best life for our like younger communities where it wasn't like oh hey like here's aid to help you but rather it was yeah they we mobilized this like entire trailer park and like five undocumented single moms are gonna come in and like lead the charge and like show their kids that there's like badassery like outside of like everything that they've experienced and that like it doesn't have to come from outside help like our communities are enough to help each other um and so yeah I just really really fell in love and I took a year off because it was a really hard year and I came home for six months and um 
I was just kind of like, if it's meant to be, and if I'm meant to go back to this, like the world will lead me back to this. Um, And one of my good friends that I made through organizing in North Carolina started working for this org. And she gave me a call and was like, um, you need a job. I need you to come back. We need you. This org needs you. And like a week later, I was like signing my paperwork and I was like ready to go. So, um, so yeah, really have changed my direction of where I thought I was going to go. Um, and it's one of those things where I think like little Joey would have also been like, but wait, you're going to run for Congress and like, (laughs) you know, live the like Olivia Pope DC life. But I think in this, I've found so much healing and kind of have found how to love my roots in a way that I didn't know how to love them before. Um, and it's a job that I genuinely like wake up every morning and I'm like, I love everything that I'm doing. I feel like I'm like giving back. I feel like I'm making a difference and I'm successful and I'm happy. And I'm also like something you find with these organizations that just genuinely care for like their workers is you end up with good insurance and you're paid really well and time off is valued. And like, I didn't even think about take about taking time off like to move and like my boss today on zoom was like um are you gonna take time off and I was like yeah I'll probably just like Saturday and Sunday like miss and she was like you need a Thursday and a Friday do you need a Friday and a Monday like what can I do more and I was like what do you mean (laughs) you care (laughs) and so I think it's just really powerful to exist in those spaces and to be surrounded by people that see change in such a different way rather than it being just kind of like vote for this candidate and then we're going to leave this community and never come back rather than being like hey let's do a food drive and let's do a clothing drive and let's speak to the leaders of this community and let's start going to um their meetings and like what's our board of education doing and how can we get parents to be heard by the board of education and if the pandemic is making it online how are we pulling this in order to make it accessible to these communities so that they know what's going on and if they need translations they can have translations and making sure that these orgs are sticking around you know for decades in order to bring you know even just like land back movements in order for people to claim their land back and not have developers have access to these trailer parks and allow these people to own their land and own their homes and be there for as long as they please without you know gentrification taking their like lives away from them I think that really is going to be how we save our communities and our country in the future um, is by giving a voice to these um, organizations and you know just these like powerful black women that want to change the world <laughs> like I think that's just so important so yeah I don't even know what our original question is but that's who I feel like I am today and yeah I'm just just love it love it so much <laughs> just keep me organizing in the streets for the rest of my life I, I just feel you're radiating and I can just see like the joy and the lightness that's just beaming off of you right now. And I could tell when you were doing the work when I, while I've been following you and I, I just like when you were in Mi Gente, um, just, I could tell like you were just so lit up by what you were doing and just, yeah, just glowing like you are now. And it's just, it just shows that you're doing exactly. And how powerful, like you said, like if the universe, like, takes me there like I will go and literally you got the message and so 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 divinely planned that you were just really re-guided back to what you're here to be a part of at least in this part of your journey right for sure and yeah yeah this lights me up because it just reminds me exactly why I wanted to have you on is as a radically loving person like I just feel like one your heart is just so big like (laughs) from knowing you for so long too big sometimes (laughs) I know yeah like you just oh your heart just like hugs everyone and everyone you meet in like any circle and it's just so so sweet and 
than just to add this like big, big impact that you're trying to make that you're here to make. Like that is just like a whole nother side of radically loving, like loving yourself, loving people and like giving back to communities and the earth long, long term. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. crucial so I honor you and the work that you're doing it's so important I love you (laughs) I love you and like thank you truly like you know part of this is you know giving voices to uh, to people to just even talk about the concept of love and what it means to be loving in all those different ways that's amazing and it adds a layer of high vibration to the earth and to you know just the podcast world that exists out there and so I hope you know too that as your friend I'm really lucky that I get to be radically loved by you and like in your circle and in your energy it's something that's really special I love you. thank you I received that <laughs> oh so before we dive into our rapid fire questions I want to um, ask if anything else comes up, if there is a specific time, unless you've already kind of shared that, if there's another time that really sticks out in your life as like the most impactful. The most impactful. I feel like it's hard to, uh, think of like a single time that's most impactful because I think it's like a little things that I've gone that have impacted so I see my life very much in like stages of my childhood in Colombia like the move um the entrance into private school like the exit to private school um heading off to college and like what college was for me um which was actually really tough I really enjoyed my time and I had a I loved my friends very much, but um, my mental health took a really big toll and I really sat in my um, bipolar depression, my anxiety and in all of my crap for a lot of years that made it almost hard to like move um, towards the end. And so I really like think back to that time and, you know, the healing that I had to do after that because I was just kind of a shell of a human. Um, and going from that into that, like, post-college years, which were also kind of chaotic, and then entering the stage that was, like, me moving down south and starting organizing, um, so yeah, I think those, like, I don't know, it was, like, maybe, like, seven or eight moments that I mentioned, but those are kind of just, like, I always tend to see my life in big moments, so those were definitely just, like, the big ones that like shaped me in a way that I wasn't able to run from, you know, there's things in your life that will happen sometimes and they'll shape you and you're just kind of like, okay, I'm going to ignore that because like I don't want it. Um, and I feel like for me, those were all big turning moments where I didn't have the chance to ignore it or run away from it. Um, and I think the catapult of like me kind of falling apart in my early 20s definitely was because I tried to run away from some of those pieces um and so yeah I've just done a lot of therapy and a lot of work to be able to make sure that I grew from those moments and that I'm not kind of like sitting in my sadness anymore and I kind of put all of those experiences to use in a way where I feel that I'm vibrating higher and that the people that are coming into my life are leaving with higher vibrations as well and where I just feel like I'm feeding the energy around me rather than kind of allowing me to sit in my sadness because I'm very good at sitting in my sadness and disassociating and pretending like nothing's happening I could like depression sleep for the next three years if I wanted to so it takes a lot of like active everyday work to get out of bed and do the thing you know just kind of exist and like live my life but I think um I've found things that are really worth living for in the past couple years that have really just made getting up in the morning a lot easier (laughs) 
Yeah, I love, thank you for sharing that because it's, it's like, gosh, like, isn't it wild? Like how we can get caught up in all the things and just everything and all the really big stuff too. Like just Mm -hmm. consumes our head that we like go so far into the darkness that we feel like we can't escape. But then if we remember, like literally we're like here to just exist and love and like, you know, just like hold on another and be in a community. Like that is the truth of us as humans. And that is the truth of us as a community and a society. Um, And so just like allowing ourselves to like free ourselves from just all the bigness and just like bringing ourselves back to the presence of like what is beautiful and amazing and what is possible from the work that you're doing and yeah like just existing in that existing I feel like sometimes it's just so hard to exist and especially with the way media set up and everything in our world is happening it's so hard like we're year three into like a global pandemic with like millions of deaths and we're just like okay <laughs> like it's just and it's like how am I supposed to just wake up in the morning and like exist and I think it's so comfortable and so easy to sit in darkness and sadness and big feelings and just it starts to feel like despair sometimes almost feels like so safe and so comfortable because it's what's fed to us comes constantly and I think that it's like yeah the planet may be hurting and communities are really hurting but if you like really want to do something about it you can and like if you really do the work and you really open your eyes like there's millions of people like doing the work and like it may a lot of times be underfunded and undervalued and underhelped but that doesn't mean that there isn't like a silent rumbling uprising happening and the people that just want to take care of each other and take care of the earth and just remove all like I don't know the toxic like crap that like capitalism like injects into our veins. Like, how can we just be, like, like, honestly, like, consume it, consume the darkness, and then, like, spearhead into, like, what you're here to do? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Energy into literally your mission, your dharma, your, like, yeah, the magic that you're here to bring. It's, there's something just so powerful about that. It's reclaiming your power back from literally it is. And I think for me, even like I look back at it and I think it's like reclaiming power of like generations of like colonialization that like my history has had to go through. And like, you know, my parents are so open and like, I think very like vibrate really high and like are, you know, very aware and conscious, but they're still you know, they were teen parents with a kid who migrated to an, like, to, like, this different country that, like, beat into them that you just, like, put your head down and you work and you just do and do and do and, like, you save up and you buy this house and then you build your family and you just keep doing it and you keep doing it forever and I'm, you know, I feel like this is a movement of, like, making sure that, like, that's not, something that this country taught my parents that it's going to be me teaching it and passing it down to future generations um it was in a work meeting the other day and they brought in um this amazing speaker and she started the conversation with we're just going to take a moment to be silent and she's like and i'm going to call all of our ancestors into the room and we're going to sit with them and allow them to be here while we like converse and grow and i'm like this is a possibility workspaces with this type of vibe and this like you know just like willingness to be in touch with all of the thousands and millions of generations that come before us that are just filled with like healers and helpers and you know badass figures that were protesters and rioters that you know fought back against their communities while we were literally having our lands and our countries and our families like ripped away from us and having like our bodies used as like 
you know, just like forms of construction and not even as humans. And I think it really like, especially this work has like brought me into a place where I'm allowing to just imagine a different life for myself that I don't think I ever thought was possible. We're creating the new earth. Create literally creating the new earth. Yeah. Thank you for all of the work and magic that you're bringing. I am so excited for just just see and follow you as you make such a huge impact. Thank you. I try. I really am just like I'm a baby organizer and like the beginning steps of I think what's going to be a really long life journey for me. But um, I just feel very blessed that I especially like the women that I've gotten to like surround myself with in the past like two, three years has been just like, like awe inspiring that, um, yeah, just like millions of years of our ancestors brought you know, this group of like these groups of women together to just like heal communities. I think that's really, oh, it just like, I can't even like contain like the feelings that like happen inside of me when I think about it. You love beam. <laughs> You're such a love beam. <laughs> Literally <laughs> forever crying, forever having so many feelings. <laughs> we love them. We love them. Oh, so now we can just have some play and <laughs> I'm ready <laughs> oh so what lights you up um definitely my little brother it's like my favorite person in the whole entire world um and my friends I'm very very thankful for my people in my circle and all of that is like I love it. Yeah. My, my people matter to me a lot. And that brings me so much light. What are your favorite daily practices? And they don't have to be, you know, something you do every single day, like, but things that you love to do when you can. Um, definitely, um, like lighting all my candles and lighting some herbs or Palo Santo or incense and, reading my cards and journaling journaling really is something that like I love to do and I need to do I always say like I just need to get better at it but I'm like the ADHD gets me so if you like open the notes app on my phone it'll just be like random thoughts and like journal entries and then like my like notebooks are literally like months apart or there would be like one page with like a single sentence that's just like random Tuesday a thought and then but you know I do my best I try but yeah definitely those practices of especially I'm not a morning person so unwinding before the end of the day and kind of like lighting all my herbs and being a little like witch in my home makes me happy oh my gosh and I love that like I love that you just created your own version of journaling. Like that's so perfect too. I just, there was no other way for it to work in my brain or like with my chaotic life. So it just, when I can. Yeah. And how beautiful though, that you like, you know, you do just like, you know, take a moment, pause and just like, you know, write up, you write a thought, something that came through, you know, taking that time instead of it, like looking like a certain way, you know, like mm -hmm. with the journal, have to write um, have to do whatever amount of pages, you know. Yeah, like three pages of an entry and then this like meditation. I'm like, that doesn't work for me. I cannot. I can't. And, so and it, and it could, but right now this works for you. And that's yeah. perfect. That's it. very true. That's a good way. It's not that it doesn't work for me. It's just I'm in a moment in my life where it doesn't fit. And so, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of, I like try to do all the stuff and just kind of make it work. and most the best way I can truly it's so perfect we love those daily practices what are you reading lately what am I oh I'm reading Dune because I saw the first like I saw the movie and I'm obsessed with like the sci-fi-ness of it so like love that um that's what I've been reading I'm like looking at my books and like yeah yeah I'm as much as I love to read and have always been a binge reader, 
I'm a binge reader. So it's really hard for me to find a book that I like and then like put it down. So I'll be like in the drive through, like with a book on open in my lap or like it's three o'clock in the morning and there's four chapters left, but like, I need to finish it because I can't stop. And so it becomes really addicting. So I'm a big like article uh, reader. Like I like, and I'm a news junkie. And so I love articles. I'm actually currently obsessed with um, the cut from New York magazine. Um, Lauren people's Wagner used to be, um, she ran or she was like the editor-in-chief for Teen Vogue and now she's the editor-in-chief for The Cut and she just writes she just like makes sure that the stuff the things that are being written about are very like women heavy POC heavy like current issues like related and I get like such a joy out of like the content that like she puts out so I think that's I'm more of definitely like you know, I'm going to sit here before bed and read like a couple of like news articles, like on the cut or like open up the New York times and I'll like, yeah, that's kind of my vibe as far as like reading goes. Otherwise I'm like not sleeping for like a week because I need to like binge read a book. Oh my gosh. Well, those work <laughs> things, right? So <laughs> yeah. Again, just me making things work <laughs> for like my chaotic brain. Reading is a very healthy thing to do for the mind so it's no matter what kind oh I love it do you know your sun moon and rising if so share who I do I actually I keep it in a little note because I'm bad at remembering things and even though I look at it like three times a week um it just doesn't process in my brain so so yeah <laughs> it just doesn't um okay so I'm a Pisces um with a Sagittarius moon and a Capricorn rising oh my goodness yes makes so much sense I love Pisces, <laughs> and Pisces like this like big-hearted like emotional <laughs> like just loving like ethereal energy but then also like I can totally see like the air uh, the Capricorn the like hardworking determined like very like confident energy that you do like exude truly yeah, it's my brother I think is a Sagittarius and my dad is a Capricorn if I'm not mistaken so just you know works perfectly because I'm just like my father <laughs> I, love I love him I love your parents sending shout out <laughs> the fam the Tamanas fam yes <laughs> uh, life path number do you know that one I should know because you gave it to me <laughs> uh, um should have looked it up beforehand I know. Hold on. I definitely have it. I have like all these like little things like saved and then like little pockets because I, I do like go to them, um, pretty frequently. Um, but do you know if it was like a karmic number or a master or if it was singular? I don't know. Can I like, Not me trying to call you. Give me either like very like two or like 11 over two or like nine. Is it? Oh, life path. Okay. I found it. It's the 13 over four. Oh, yes. Yes. The, the challenge is to meet so solid ground, but the solid ground is there. It's, it's, yeah. Supportive. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> it's all so fitting it's beautiful oh I struggle but I'll get there <laughs> and then that's what like you get to like you know meet and like have so it's like so beautiful because it's like there's like a, a time frame where like it feels like more struggle than good and then it's like the other time frame kind of the end of the life kind of like that you know receiving mode time of life very supported, very stable, very grounded. So 
I feel like I'm definitely like starting on that like and I know you had given me like my year and I think that's how it like ended up it was gonna be like a little funky in the beginning but towards the end it was gonna be great and I like entered the new year with like my new job offer and like moving and I found like roommates that I'm like literally obsessed with like my house the house that I'm gonna live in is literally like I walked in and there were plants everywhere and like a huge Buddha like drenched in like beads and there were like there was like sage everywhere and I was like oh okay this is my home got it (laughs) like yep found this random girl online absolutely gonna live here like (laughs) I love that oh um do you um we have to schedule your other another reading. We have to schedule. Like, we do. I need. I want to do that when I once I get back to like or once I'm in Charlotte and I'm settled a little. I was literally gonna email you and be like, "Oh, can we?" Yeah, we need to do your net this year. We gotta see. Yeah, what I'm ready. Yeah. Do you know your everyone hire Lauren for your numerology because she's great. <laughs> All my friends that have like gone to you like love you. They're like Lauren, and I'm like, yeah, from the charts. Uh huh. I love them. Thank you. Thank you for the shout out. Uh, do you know your human design by chance? I don't. That's a little less common. It's all good. I can yeah. I can figure it out and we can maybe add it to the beginning. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what color most represents you today? Today. Um, ooh. I don't know. I would say kind of like an orangey, like light peach kind of color. Just like, I don't know why, but I feel like it's like spunky and it's like loud and it's still like a bright fiery color while like still being me in like kind of like a subdued like soft sweet way where it's like it's loud but like I'm I'm really nice I'm gonna give you a really big hug <laughs> I'm just really loud yes oh that's, that's so fitting yeah. <laughs> that it really does have that bright energy but then like you know, you're just so soft and squishy like feels like a Pisces like energy also Sag maybe too yeah yeah I feel like normally I'm like a teal like blue and I feel like that's how what I've always kind of sat with and I feel like I'm entering like a peach orangey coral phase in my life and leaving my sad days behind (laughs) she's standing in her palm and she's just beaming and glowing so my cheeks literally hurt from how much I've been smiling I like forgot how much I like giggle when we like talk mine too mine are like I keep trying to like open my mouth (laughs) yeah wow oh I love that that's so 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 you so what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear radically loving Mm, radically loving I think for me the first thing that like immediately came to my mind was like self-love like radically loving yourself because I think so many of the issues that are happening in the world and just all around and that people deal with day to day could be fixed if everyone just started radically loving themselves and then there's less room for you to critique other people or want to I don't know just like lower yourself in a vibrational way where you feel like you have to hurt other people or fix other people and so I think when I think of radically loving I think of in order to be radically loving and I don't mean that you have to be like a hundred percent healed and okay and better because I think that's also just like toxic positivity and this like movement of like everything's rainbows and flowers and butterflies but I think, you know, I may not wake up every day and be like happy with my appearances or my weight and I may struggle with binge eating and I have my stuff. But at the end of the day, like I really love who I am and I really love what I do for work. Um, And I think that I really like my mind and my brain and how I speak and how I do the things that I do. And I think 
in finding peace in that and finding that self-love of just liking who I am as a person, radically loving who I am as a person, I think has like guided me into like just better things. And I think it just like feeds off of you in a way where you create them safe spaces for like other people to learn how to radically love themselves. Yeah, it's that ripple effect. It's so, so important. Oh, thank you. That's so beautiful. What is in the realm of possibilities for the next six months to come? What can we expect? Who uh, I think just a lot of growth. Um, when I lived in North Carolina, I didn't really spend any time in Charlotte. So the lease that I signed is going to be just a six month lease. So I think it's just going to give me some time to settle into my new job and my new home. And I think in six months, I'm going to be looking hopefully at a much happier, stable, (laughs) more kind of together version of myself. Um, Because I've kind of been just bouncing all over the place and kind of chaotic for the past year. So I think I six months I think are the next six months are going to bring a lot of like good change and like good growth that I'm really excited for yeah it's literally the energy of last year was the five which is literally like chaos like (laughs) it was this energy of like a spiral like just like yeah change like no stability like (laughs) just everything up in the air questioning it there was so much energy there with the five I felt it like it was a wild year. It was a wild. I just like, and I like keep thinking back and I'm like, I mean, I like nannied and freelanced and did things, but I literally just didn't have like an actual job for a year. Like I just finished my campaigns and I was like, mm, I'm going to take a year off to be like chaotic and like travel and like, hey, mom and dad, I'm coming back for six months. And everyone was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I have no idea. I'm not okay. Please help. Oh my gosh, literally such parallel lives in very like similar ways. It's so wild. Literally living at our parents right now. So yeah. I feel that sister. I'm, uh, I think like, and you know, like, you know, my mom, like Pilar, but like Pilar and I love each other so much. And we're like at that point where we're just like about to like strangle each other. And we're just, I was like, I gotta go. She was like, you gotta go. Like we're just, I was like, I love you, but I can't. <laughs> yeah the the family dynamic it's, it's nice for us to like have those moments where one it's an awesome opportunity for us to save money and like you know like mm-hmm. set the plans and goals for what yeah we do. It, and like how blessed are we that we have like home lives that like allow us a space to kind of like get our shit together because that's I feel like far and few in between that we get like so lucky to have that. Yeah, really. Even like a welcoming space, even to that. Yeah. Even if it's like, yeah, it's it's true. It's so true. I was also thinking about like the other side. You know, it's like you think you're spiritual until you hang out with family for the day. So it's like, wow, like we get such a nice time to like you know, really be integrated with the healing and like, (laughs) yeah, like actually I was like, oh, everything I've got done in therapy for the past year and I have and I have to put into practice. Like, (laughs) it's just different. (laughs) And it's just another version of life. And and then we get to move on. So yeah, wow. I can, I'm just so excited for everything that's coming up for you. And the magic that you are sharing with so many and yeah thank you thank you for the work you're doing thank you for being such a bubble of light and love yeah so where can people find you and follow you support you you know all the things anything you want to share right now feel free okay um you can find me on instagram and on twitter at joey Tamanas. so j-o-e-y t-a m-i-n-e-z um and yeah that's that's probably my instagram's private right now which is like i just kind of took a little bit of a break but i it's definitely gonna go back to being public and very voter (laughs) education and nonprofit 
heavy. So yeah, it's coming. And I'm sure my Twitter will also be back in action as well. I kind of took a little bit of a break. So I'm excited to be present on social media and share the work that I'm doing. That's really exciting. Yeah. And we can support the nonprofit and just, yeah, anything you want to share. So Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Friends, for listening. We're just, yeah. Thank you, Joey. Thank you guys. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye guys. Bye.